0: All right. Let's start um, Wild Card Weekend preview. Let's start with the Bucks game. Uh, Tampa Bay and Washington, uh, the winner of the NFC East, had to make the playoffs um, by oh. virtue of default. Um, with us is the host, uh, co-host of the in the D Three Football Huddle podcast, James Baker. Also hey, a host, graduate, do it. A reoccurring guest on our show. How are you doing? Pretty good, guys. How are you doing? Good. We just finished wrapped up a little bit of discussion about um you the. Debacle, I would say, but as lack of a better word, of Sunday Night Football last week. Any thought? Any thoughts on that? Because you got Kevin as a Giants fan, as you know, and me as an Eagles fan, so we're still speaking to each other. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. You could say what Coach Judge uh, statement kind of rings true, but at the end of the day, I guess you know the Eagles did what they felt was best for their team, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, especially in a COVID season, you'd think that they'd give those guys a chance to play for the win, but yeah it wasn't maybe it wasn't up to the, wasn't up to the coach, who knows
0: i I said to Kevin it's kind of hard to count on Philadelphia to do anything right this season. Um, <laughs>
1: never yeah. forget we
0: threw snowballs at Santa Claus, so integrity that was the great thing real quickly <laughs> yeah. I don't know if anybody saw Dan Orlovsky's tweet that where he like put in the notes app, like his thoughts about the end of the game and referred to Philly as the city of integrity. And people are responding like, we openly cheered for our basketball team to tank for five years. for <laughs> <That's laughs> a rebuilding process and through snowballs at
1: Santa. But Yeah. the Santa thing is wrong true for decades, but I think on the positive front though, Jalen hurts did emerge as a pretty solid QB for them. So who knows what's going to happen with Wentz and all that. It's been kind of an up and down deal for them, but at least you know if, if Wentz doesn't pan out or he ends up getting sent off somewhere, then Kurtz could actually be a, a franchise style quarterback for some years to come.
0: Hey, if one of them pans out, I'd be happy. Um, I'll start the playoff discussion off with if I had to pick an upset uh, that Washington defensive front against Tampa. I don't know, but but I love the jersey. Is that the jersey? of Who I think that is?
1: <laughs> yep. There That's we go. Awesome. Hobart, right? Yep. Thought, yeah. Thoughts on the game? Yeah, this game is going to be all about um, whether or not Allie and his uh, offensive line can keep these four number one draft picks. You know, Chase Young, I think Sweat, Allen. Um, there's another another guy who's I'm probably forgetting. But, you know, they have um, just wreaked havoc and, and honestly um, – to the Bucks' credit, they, the offensive line has you know, kept Tom upright. They're in the top like three or four as far as sacks allowed uh, this season. And the real interesting matchup is going to be how Donovan Smith, who over the years has gotten a lot of heat from Bucks fans as being mm-hmm. a sort of a hot and cold player, handles someone of the caliber of Chase Allen. Now, he'll be there probably, you know, Alley will probably be there to help him out on certain setups. I imagine they'll probably try to use um, you know, their tight ends, whether it's you know, Gronk or Bray to chip and try to help out here and there. But it's going to be one in the trenches, and, and Allie and his, his guys have, a, a, you know, a lot to go on up against.
2: It's going to be interesting, I think. Um, you know, we typically talk about Chase Young. He says, comes off the field, he goes, Tom Brady, I'm coming for you. And typically, at least in New England, that doesn't usually work out too well. But, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the matchup right there that you got to look for. Um, yeah,
1: well, Allie and the offensive line heard that. They t- and, they, you know, it's not like they took it personal, but they, they know that, you know, they're, they're going to be coming for them. And and that's really Washington's strength. I mean, the Bucks defense is a little bit susceptible to, um, you know, what the Washington offense can do with a little bit of the dink and dunk. Uh, when I was in Atlanta a couple weeks ago to, uh, to see the game against the Falcons in the first half where they were just playing horribly, a lot of underneath little crossing routes and, and stuff like that. And, you know, without Devin White, um, because of the COVID situation, um, even though he's not the best cover guy, he did, you know, he has like nine uh, sacks on blitzes. So they, the, the Bucks are going to have to come up with some interesting twists to try to, to get to the quarterback and, and uh, you know, keep this, keep this little dink and dunk stuff from, from you know, kind of death by a million paper cuts.
3: Yeah, I was watching Washington last week and, you know, the Giants played in twice this year. So that, I mean, it really just seems like the no, football team as we call them now
1: yeah. are
3: really uh, the uh, it's, it's hard for us. NFC Easter's and Chris agrees
1: <laughs> not calling
3: the red the WTF
1: team. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
3: exactly. Um, so, I mean, it, it, and just watching him last week, it was all dink and dunk, dink and dunk. They didn't go deep b- but one or two times. And they were saying that Smith is having trouble with that calf injury, uh, planting and throwing off that um, that leg. I mean, the leg that's been repaired, you know, yeah. uh, however many times. Was it, I don't know, double-digit surgeries, I know. But uh, it's. Um, I think if you can stop the short stuff, and the Bucks defense is, is stout. And, you know, through the years, they, they ranked pretty high in team defense, right?
1: Well, the front, the front seven of the Bucks is really stout. I mean, their defensive line with, you know, guys like JPP and, and, and Sue and, um, you know, their linebacking core, Lamonte David, you know, probably the most underrated player in the NFL. is really solid. They stuff the run. They take that you know, whole thing away. But the secondary is still full of a bunch of first and second year guys that are still kind of learning the ropes. I mean, Antoine Winfield Jr., did uh, make the PFF All Pro team as a rookie. He's had a great season, but guys like Sean Murphy Bunting has had some, uh, just had some up and down. He's looked great at times, he's made some big plays, like when he you know, stripped the ball in the last in the last game in the fourth quarter to help kind of give the bucks some breathing breathing room against the falcons in the in the home finale but he's also got burnt for tons of TDs and he's really struggled uh, missing tackles and stuff so it, it, you know the good thing for the bucks defense is that washington doesn't really have a vertical passing attack mm-hmm. so they're not going to probably throw you know deep but maybe they might try to throw a wrinkle in here and, and try some of those plays because to be honest, the the Bucks, you know, deep pass defense is not great, and that's why you know even if they do win, they're going to be underdogs against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, assuming things kind of fall into place.
3: Man, that will be a game. Uh, that'll be, and the media will be all over that one. I, I'm yeah. actually really looking forward to it. Rodgers yeah. Brady in the playoffs—that'd yeah. be insane. With Brady,
0: with Brady, one of the quick things I, I want to throw in because we've talked about it a little bit through the mid part of the season, I would say. It'll be interesting to see if in the playoffs he kind of flips a switch in the sense that I've seen some mistakes from Brady towards the end of games that are just uncharacteristic. I think Kevin and I have talked a little bit. Mm. There's sometimes where it's like he gets to the two-minute warning. I forget what game that was off the top of my it's head.
3: It's the Rams Rams game. For- Rams game.
0: Yeah, where he ah. got there right to the two-minute warning and then kind of just forced it downfield. And it's just stuff you didn't weren't used to – seeing as living in new england and having to watch all the patriots games so my point is not at all that he's played bad my point is just shore up some of those mistakes a little bit that like you said against a washington team whose goal is probably going to be to keep this low scoring game well, could prove costly
1: yeah and i mean fortunately the bucks have been able to to come out you know pretty hot the last few games they, they kind of changed their philosophy of you know they're electing to take the ball they're getting out and trying to score right away they've um, finally instituted play action which they for some reason didn't do for like the first 10 games it drove fans nuts um, that literally every single first play of every game was a straight ahead run up the middle in the same formation that everybody knew was coming and it was second and nine or second and eight um, but the interesting thing about Bruce Arian's offense and I learned this a couple years ago at a preseason uh, event that I went with the, the Marpettes to is there a lot of the um, the the pass plays are, are dictated by the receiver routes. And so some sometimes some of Brady's what might be, appear to be misfires could also be the receivers not running the correct route and Brady just assuming that they would be there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that was a little wrinkle that I learned about the Arians offense. I didn't realize that it's a lot of predicated on the routes versus – you'd think that, you know, the quarterback is basically saying, okay, you go over here and I'll throw it to you. It doesn't work like that um, with, with their with their offense. But, you know, Byron Leftwich has sort of had a mixed bag of success. Um, you know, he's starting to put implement some things that are, that are working. But there was a period there where the very predictable. And so they're going to have to mix things up against this, um, you know, front four of Washington if they're going to have – you know, they can't just – run it on first down they're going to have to do some play action they might have to keep you know backs in to help with pass protection they might have to do some you know gronk gronk plays over the middle to try to you know get get a few yards here and there but it's going to be it's going to be a fight in the trenches and I I can't wait to see um, how Allie does and uh, going up against you know some of these uh, really great you know former one top prospects you know uh, number one draft pick type of type of players but you know he shut down Aaron Donald before so I think he'll be fine.
0: Obviously as a Bucs fan you want him to win but realistically score prediction and what you think this game comes down to at the end?
1: Well I think an eight and a half point line on this game is a little optimistic. I mean Washington even with their Struggles and the fact that you know they're a seven and nine division championship team. They haven't allowed more than seventeen points in I think like six or seven weeks. And even though the Bucks' offense is on fire, they're the road team. They have not played well on um, in primetime games. They, they really should have lost to your guys Giants a couple of, uh, about a yeah. month. Oh, don't tell them that. We're gonna hear about <laughs> oh. the Buccaneers yeah. only one way on pure talent alone. They just have they have a better roster and they they just kind of pulled one out late. There would have
3: been part two this weekend if that happened.
1: Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, <laughs> the judge outcoached Arians for most of that game. It was really kind of came down to where, you know, just Brady pulled the rabbit out of the hat like he's been known to do. Exactly. Um, so I, I think this game will be really tight in the halftime, but I think the Bucks have enough to pull away. I'm guessing it'll be sort of like a 28 to 14 or 17 kind of game, you know, where it's pretty, probably still close in the third quarter and, um, or, you know, maybe the Bucks just catch fire, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to, you know, temper my expectations because I do respect the, the defensive line of Washington and that um, Chase Young, Donovan Smith scares me just like it does a lot of Bucks fans, though to be Don, to Donovan's credit, he has, he has played much better this season. Um, but he, this might be potentially one of his last games as a Buccaneer because, you know, he has no more guaranteed money. And they have a lot of free agents like Chris Godwin and others that they're going to need to pin down in the offseason. So if he is going to go out um, and get picked up by another team, he's going to really have to play his best game of his career. Awesome. DB, I,
2: I want to get your take on uh, Byron Leftwich real quick because I'm sure you follow a lot of uh, Bucks Twitter, as yeah. do I. Once Brady moved over, I, I started yeah. to. And it seems like, you know, Kevin and I were talking about before um, with Jason Garrett going for interviews and Giants Nation kind of saying, oh, I hope he aces it. Good luck because we want him out of here. Um, <laughs> it seems like Byron may and maybe he should, he catches a lot of backlash. Has, his, has he improved with his play calling lately or is he just kind of letting Brady take over?
1: No, I think I think he has, and and even you know Ali in an interview this week on the local Tampa radio was saying that you know they they are trying to um, get a little more aggressive. They're changing things up. They're doing some different play calls. Um, You know, it's I I think I think you know he he definitely deserved the criticism that he got there for a while, especially kind of in the middle of the season when they uh, would look pretty pretty pedestrian, especially with all that talent and. Um, Arians and his staff got out out coached in a lot of games uh, kind of in the middle of the middle of the season. So I I think the, the criticism is valid, but I do feel like Byron's finally kind of come around to figuring out how to mix things up, kind of throw some teams off and, and taking some shots um, and having guys like Antonio Brown who can really, you know, still has that burst of speed. Uh, Mike Evans, you know, Hopefully he can go this weekend, but it's not the first time that he's played injured and, and basically worked as a decoy. Um, and he's a very dangerous decoy. I mean, he set you know, obviously that NFL record, um, you know, last, last weekend. So uh, they just have, a, they have so many options to go to. I'll be curious to see from a, um, a running back perspective, if they keep, um, they've been sort of hot and cold with Ronald Jones. Like he almost had a thousand yard season, but then, pretty much halfway through the Falcons game, they didn't, they stopped giving them the ball. They, they, you know, brought in uh, Fournette and then you have a little bit of McCoy in there. Um, And so I I would like to see the Bucks establish a a decent running game because that's the only way you can kind of wear down these, these big, you know, strong defensive linemen.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us again. Um, Hopefully next week you guys win. Even if you don't, we will still be happy to have you on. And then in the off season, once we're back at school, if you if you like to hop on too and talk yeah. draft preview, whatever, that
1: would um, be great. Thanks, guys.
0: Well, I'm gonna make Thank sure you. to tune
1: in because I want to hear about all your predictions about what you think about the Buccaneers and all that. So,
0: oh, I'll do it Thanks. right now. Yeah, let's do it right now. Um,
1: right. I, I agree with you.
0: I think Washington keeps it close. I'm gonna say a little closer than you did. I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with 27-21, Bucks win.
3: <clears throat> Nick, I th- I think the Washington offense is pretty inept, so I'm gonna go. I like the 14 for Washington. I'll go 24 for the Bucks. Just give that Washington defense a little bit more credit, but there's only so much they can do. I think Brady will get the ball out quick, make it a little easier on that offensive line, and uh, with those big pass rushers coming at him. So I'll I'll go Bucks
2: 24-14. Jamal, I won't give you it. Um, sorry, Jamal. I just cut you off. I don't care. Yeah, no, you're good. All right, I'm not going to give you a score prediction because I, sometimes I think those are a little bit silly, especially if I no. haven't really thought in it over too yeah. much. You get but on I your high
0: horse the, about this.
2: <laughs> I think that the Bucks will still cover – I think they'll cover the spread. Um, I do think Washington is – I think their defense is really good. I respect their defense, but I, Alex Smith, he's almost like – he's a better Teddy Bridgewater where you just cannot – like you don't care. You know he's not going to go deep. You don't respect that at all, and it's hard to do that, especially with the talent that the Bucks have. I know they they have had trouble at cornerback, but I think their defense has a lot of talent.
4: So I bet on four games this weekend, and Washington was one of them because I think that eight and a half points is a lot of points to be given that defense. Um, the Bucks have one win this entire year against playoff teams. They've only beat the Packers. Every other win is against – a team that is not—they even lost to the Bears, who This beat is playoff. coming from a Steelers fan. Sorry, oh.
1: Steelers. Steelers, we beat the, we beat. Uh, he is White spitting fans. out some facts, though. This is this is kind of the this is kind of the the up and down of being a Buccaneers it's fan. True. Like it feels great that we're in the playoffs. when you kind of dig under the, you know, a couple layers, you're right. like.
4: And if you want to talk about the Steelers? The Steelers have many more wins against playoff teams. We've beaten the Browns, the Ravens twice, the Titans. We've only we've only, only team we've lost to is. Um, the bills. Yeah. But anyways, um, well, and the Browns, but if you want to count that, but um, that my score
1: prediction,
4: <laughs> my score prediction would be uh 24, uh, 21 uh Vikings bucks. Uh, but I, I do think it's going to be a close game.
3: I hope I want to watch, watch a good game.
1: Absolutely. I'm, just I'm sure. happy that the Buccaneers, it took them, I don't even know, like 10 seasons. They finally actually have a decent kicker who is pretty much, Fairly automatic. He had a bad game against Detroit, but Ryan Suckup is, you know, the special teams MVP. Because I swear, after you didn't through, tell me you liked the,
0: Agu- you didn't like Aguayo. Uh,
1: <laughs> I've seen, I have sit, I have seen so many missed field goals in Raymond James Stadium as a spectator. It's <laughs> unbelievable. Well, I, I thought
2: that the Bucks fans liked Matt Gay. I was surprised when he got cut this off season.
3: Well, he missed that one against the Giants.
1: Yeah, the the, the <laughs> Giants lost hurt, and then yeah, he just started whiffing, you know, down at the end. But hopefully, Jason Light will not draft a, a kicker in the next uh, <laughs> in, in the, the second round draft. But he, uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll have to see. But yeah, it'll be it should be a it should be a great game either way. And if it does come down to a field goal, at least finally the Buccaneers have a guy who's pretty reliable. Yeah, awesome. Well, we appreciate it, and go Bucks. Yeah,
3: thank you. <laughs>